When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Gate take two, <laughs> take Sorry. one of the the take one of the beginning did not record apparently so you missed some prime banter at me and Milo talking about Milo being wait a second I'll do the Howard Binkle voice again from Japan <laughs> Milo yes Milo you're in Tokyo the greatest city in the entire world in my very biased very weeb opinion but um, objectively if you had to give Tokyo a grade Milo. Great Tokyo. A plus? Uh, oh, uh, we're doing letters? I don't know letters. Uh, <laughs> like A? 
Hey, okay. What's it got to do to earn the plus, Milo? <laughs> What's it got to do to earn the plus? Uh, get less humid. Get, oh, okay. Well, that's going to happen soon. Yeah, it's Thanks. too hot and too humid All right, right well, now. You should have seen it in August when I was there. It must have been. I was like, I would just walk outside. I'd just be sweating to death. So by next mm-hmm. time when, when I go again, it's going to be late March, early April again. Cherry, wait, oh, my God. Wait till you see the cherry blossoms, Milo. That was my first trip. Was oh. uh, was cherry blossom season, and it's like everything is so beautiful. Okay. But, but yeah, so we were just talking about all the neighborhoods in Tokyo. It really wasn't that interesting, so you didn't miss much. But Milo's there for a year. Um, I'm incredibly jealous. Mostly, mm-hmm. I, I was just very jealous. And I was asking Milo if you've been to any wrestling shows yet, and you said Wave, right? That's because because you met Asuka, not I did. WWE Asuka. Uh, I Wave. Did. Yeah. I admit, I did. I, I met, yeah, the only Asuka that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did that. Do you remember that? Did I tell you that story? When, so I saw, when I was in Japan, I saw Asuka wrestle at, uh... YMZ, uh, YMZ, thank you. Uh, Taylor's gonna kill me for that. I saw her, I saw Asuka wrestle at YMZ, and she was awesome. She was amazing. And She's then, so like, great, isn't she? I'm, I'm pretty sure that I saw her walking out of the uh, New Japan G1 finals, like, <laughs> a few days later. So I just, I tweeted, like, I think I just saw Asuka, and not even thinking that there's another much more famous wrestler named Asuka. So I got a bunch of replies, like, how did she get there and then get back to, to NXT? And t-? I'm like, okay, no, I meant the other Asuka. I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. the, the one in Japan. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, I had, it was really funny. I just, it ne- never even clicked in my head that, oh yeah, there's a way more famous wrestler with this name. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the Asuka in Japan, we can call her. She was yeah, yeah. she she was awesome. She's awesome. She is awesome. I saw her wrestle like in the main event in Karakuen Hall, which was kind of surreal. Um, I, I mean, I tweeted I tweeted about it maybe um, when I was there that it was like so fucking surreal and incredible to watch like a transgender person main event Karakuen Hall. Yeah, like she's so freaking great and she's pretty early into her career too she's only been wrestling for like a little over two years so she's going places so is that the only show you've seen so far uh, yeah that's the only show i've seen so far i'm going to noah this weekend mm. um in yokohama so looking forward to that that's exciting the big big show right the, the, the sh- this show feels like a fever dream like have you yeah. seen the- i have seen the card it's something the, the so card we're gonna- is- them fever dream. Like. It's not. It's not making TV for like a week, unfortunately. But once it makes TV, to plug an episode of Omakaze, I'm going to talk about Omakaze with some guests. So that'll be yes. fun. But yeah, you're going to be there. That's fucking awesome. Gonna be there. Going to be there. I'm finally going to see Hajime Ohara wrestle live. Are you going to go to any? Are you going to go to the next Dragon Gate Kurokin? I don't. So I can't because they always run during the week, and I'm working at that time. Oh, like, TV, I see. Usually the show starts around the time where we're having dinner. So I see. But I will go to the December twentieth Kurakuen, so the last uh, Kurakuen show of the year. I'm going to go to that because my host family are going to be away on holiday. Oh, awesome! Mm. So that's that's cool. So you so mostly you can. What? It's a man show. That's usually Doi Darts. Yeah, yeah, fan, appre- like fan appreciation. Yeah, it was usually a battle royal too, right? Yeah, I, I can't. Did, did they do the battle royal last year? I don't even remember. They've done the last few years. 
Okay. They need to bring it back. We need more of we need more battle royal because that's where Katsu shows up. <laughs> so we need Katsu to make his I miss Katsu's yearly appearance. But yeah, that's gonna be awesome, Rilo. The Final Fantasy show is always really good. Mm. I'm excited. So so you're other than that though, you're basically a weekend warrior. I I, I really am. I mean I do stuff like because I, I get the kid to, to school around 8.30, and then I'm free until I have to go get her at 2. So I can do stuff in the morning. So, like, I went to visit Shibuya in the morning. I went to visit uh, Ikibukuro in the morning. Um, so I try to do as much as I can during that time. But I'm also taking Japanese classes now, so I won't have as much time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm free Saturday nights and all, all day Sunday. So that's when I do most of the things. So Japanese classes in Japan, that must be pretty cool. It sure, is. it's much better than his hair. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we do. We should talk Dragon Gate at some point. I haven't yes. really said what's up with me, and Michael hasn't said what's up with him. Now I think about it, though. You know what I did this weekend? I saw the movie Mother. How was, was it? Okay. Here's what I think about this movie. <laughs> it was incredibly fucked up incredibly fucked up um the trailer is incredibly misleading it's an incredibly good movie and i think everybody should see it even though unless you're like really religious then you'll probably be offended and and or if you're um you know obviously like in a christian sense and or if you're like if you're really 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 squeamish you might like the end might really get to you if you're not one of the. What do you, you mean by squeamish? Yeah, you're gonna okay, outline I, it. I, I, okay, I can't really say anything without spoiling the fucking movie, but like. Look, like, is it gore? Is it? Uh, there's uh, there's one really. There's, no, no, no. There's no jump scares. There's almost no jump scares. There's one really gory scene at the very end with like, like a, I don't a corpse basically. But okay. so if you're squeamish, it's a, it's a very. It's a very particular kind of corpse that's going to be very upsetting to a lot of people. So I get why people like didn't like it and like left. But um, it's really only on screen for like half a second. But anyway, okay. so like don't. Because I've been very intrigued by that movie because I can't tell what it's about. Okay, so like, it's an. The trailer, it's a, I cannot tell what it's about. Yeah, the trailer do not. The trailer does not tell you anything. It's a. It's a, like a. It's a metaphor for something, and. You sh- if you know anything about like, um, like I said, for if you know, I already said that if you're religious, you'll be offended. If you know anything about the Bible, it'll be pretty obvious what's a metaphor for pretty quickly. Um, so this is a movie that's not going to be airing in my neck of the woods, is what you're saying? No, probably not. <laughs> and if you know anything about the Bible, it'll be pretty obvious. And then there's some other th- obvious things that you you can figure out probably. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really I think it's a really unique movie. It's a really unique movie. I think even people who hate it would tell you that. It's Darren Aronofsky, right? Yeah. And um, it has a fifty percent chance of being very, very good, or <laughs> you know. Uh, basically, what did you like, Black Swan or no? I did. Okay, if you like Black Swan, I feel like you'll like this. Okay. I feel like it's more Black Swan than like, God, what was that other piece of crap you made? The Wrestler, The Fighter. No, The Wrestler was okay. No, The Wrestler was, was pretty good. Yeah, The Wrestler like- was good. What was the other one? Um, like the fountain, the fountain or something. I like yes. the fountain. Oh, that movie fucking sucks. Darren Aronofsky made uh, one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen, which is Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, that movie's good. I so like it. it's really yeah. fucked up. I the like fountain yeah. was not a very good movie, but it I, had a fucking epic soundtrack. 
I, I agree with both those things. But anyway, you you if you like his other stuff, so you'll like this, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I recommend everybody should see it. But I saw, yeah, okay. I totally get why some people won't like it though. Okay. I I saw a pretty good movie too this week. What'd you say? Called Miracles of the Namia General Store. It's adapted from a, a book. And it's it's weird. It's a story about like. It's it's very much a, a story about like people and choices and it's there's a time travel element to it, but it's it's a it's a super super touching movie. I really really liked it. I hope it comes out in America somewhere or somewhere else. But it's yeah. really difficult to describe. It's basically it takes place in in different timelines and you have this store that used to be owned by a, an old guy who would dispense life advice to people. Is this an anime movie or no? No, no, no. It's a oh, live action. Live action, okay. And, yeah, and then in the, in the present you have three young delinquents who kind of take up residence at the, the abandoned store during the night and they get kind of uh, entangled in uh, the lives of the, the people that this old man used to help, basically. Gotcha. But in a, in a way that's very well done and very touching, and it's kind of... What I always say when I talk about people, uh, when I talk about Japanese cinema to people, is that they have this unique kind of folklore and mystique that only exists in Japanese cinema, and that I've never seen anywhere else. And it's uh, it kind of made, made me feel the same way that very good uh, Studio Ghibli animated movies make me feel. Yeah, I was going to say, that reminds me of Sound of the Mountain a little bit. Or Song of the Mountain. I always blank on the name of that one. Hmm. Which is a less known film. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Miracles of the Namiya General Store. Very good movie. Recommend. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what about Michael didn't talk about his D&D character. Oh, and also, oh, okay. the, the, the other great thing that happened to me, they opened a round one on Long Island, like 45 minutes from my house. So, Did you play like with, with traffic. Games? No, I, most, I just played Sound Voltex. But and Beat Mania and Project Diva and all these other music games. But it's great. I can go to round one now without going all the way to Japan, or pencil or fucking Pennsylvania, which were the only other the closest <laughs> one was. That was the closest one before this. But yay! I might. What about your D and D character, Mike? He died. Oh, uh, we don't know yet. I'm a part of. A, we don't know yet. Well, okay. So I'm a part of a regular D and D game with a lot of my close friends around Greenville and it's been going on for about a year or so like throughout games and my character mysteriously was incapacitated like halfway through a session and I had to create up on the fly a new character and it sucks because you actually kind of get emotionally attached to your characters like it's just like wow I spent a lot of hours and thought like playing this this guy basically he was a uh, ranger he was an elvenate rangers like i played this guy for a long time oh well i don't know if he's ever coming back so forget him trying time to develop a new dude so yeah that was my sunday afternoon and then other than that i've been we'll we'll get into this a little bit later on the show I've, i've been putting together a pretty comprehensive history of the losing unit at dangerous gate and where things might go from here so that's kind of what I've been up to as of late outside of school and work and things like that. So it's it, it, it was a tough Sunday for me. I'll say that much. Aww. Okay. <laughs> um, I've never played D&D. Have you ever played D&D, Milo? 
I've never played D&D, but I listened to The Adventure Zone. Does that count? Yes. Okay. okay. Apparently, uh, Mike's very the, early Mike's in the, it. No spoilers. Mike's the expert here, so he'll say, if he says it counts, it counts. Oh, The Adventure Zone is one of the best uh, actual play podcasts out there. It and Friends of the Table are the two that I listen to when I'm not listening to either news, history, or wrestling podcasts. So, uh, how far are you into The Adventure Zone, Milo? Like three episodes in. Please, no spoilers. <laughs> oh, it gets so good after they get out of that campaign. Like, it's really entertaining now, but, like, when they start, like, doing, like, custom-made stuff, like, that Griffin makes up on the fly, that's when the show really hits its peak. So. But, yeah, I've been, uh... I, I was saying, John, I can't believe you haven't seen my, my Go Hydra live tweets where I'm basically just dying. Uh, like, I really, I gotta go look at your timeline now, because, so, Milo's watching Go Hydra, everybody, which is my favorite Super Sentai, as we learned before we started recording. And I ha- I haven't really been keeping up with Super Sentai, but that like yeah. I tried to I tried to watch uh what's the one right now Q Ranger or whatever I Joe really Ra- I really love Q Ranger I gotta watch it I mean I I got through like I I was really liking like the first five or six episodes but then I I I never picked it up again after that so the thing about the thing about Q Ranger is that it it can be a little overwhelming for a lot of people because there's twelve Rangers on the team yeah so yeah. But I yeah, just, all, all I've been watching lately is My Hero Academia, which so. is so good. So. Oh, thank you, Milo. I'm glad someone else. Likes I really it. like it. I really like it. Who's your I'm favorite like, character? I'm, my favorite character, uh, Todoroki. Yes, thank yeah, you. By a, like by, a mile, by a mile, actually. I'm gonna punch his dad in the face. I uh, me too. Okay. But I'm up to. I'm almost caught up. I'm up to like episode 34. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so awesome. yeah. If you want to see me dying over Dotaijo, it's all in my my pictures. You should just go through my pictures. Uh, who's your least favorite character, Milo? In Gokaija? No, 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 in, no. In, academia? In, in Academia. My least favorite character? Yeah. Uh, Endeavor, Todoroki's dad. Okay. Gonna... He's close for me, but it's that little fucker with the balls on his head. Oh, Mineta. I don't, I, I don't even acknowledge his existence. <laughs> I can't re- I can never remember his name. I, to me, just the fucker no, with he's the balls. Horrible. He's horrible. I hate yeah. him. Everybody hates him, which is good. It's like the one unifying feeling in My Hero Academia is that we all hate, hate I've him. Never, yeah, I've never seen somebody like, yeah, I love Minata. He's great. I like no. him when he harasses women, and uh, <laughs> ugh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. But, all right, so we should probably talk about Dragon Gate. Yes, let's, let's talk about Dragon Gate. It's been, what, like 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how and much actually, if, you like, if you like space pirates and found families, please watch Go Kaiger. It's so good. So Dragon Gate. Um, Some things have been going on. Yeah. Um, things have been going on. People are probably like, why did they take 20 minutes to get to the Dragon Gate stuff? But that's what the, that's just what this podcast brings you, folks. If you want to get to Dragon Gate, you have to sit through 20 minutes of Go Kaiger and <laughs> anime and I don't know what the fuck else we talked about. Mother. People like <laughs> Us. We've talked. We talked about mother for a long time, but yeah. So that's what that's what that's what we bring here at Open the Voice Gate. Um, but okay, so Dangerous Gate. That was September eighteenth. Um, do, do we just want to do we want to go match by match? Or we just want to talk about the Jimmies. Uh, do quick review match by match and then in depth about the Jimmies. Okay, yeah, let's do that. So the opener: uh, Shun Skywalker and Hiro Watanabe defeating Gamma and Sanji Hoko Boy. Shun pinning Sachi in eight minutes with the Skywalker Moonsault. Don't have a lot of thoughts on this. If anybody else wants to quickly. Mike, yes, I have thoughts about this. Okay. Okay. Explain explain Hio's gear to me. Oh, I love his new gear. (laughs) It's great. So, uh, for... Three times 
little gladiator. Yeah, he, he he's like a little small leopard sun gladiator. So it's dope. I, I dig it. But uh, it was a fun... I mean, it was an opener. I mean, we're starting to see a little bit more out of both Shun and Hyo's moveset, which is really cool. Like, he, like Hyo did, has been doing like these really cool prawn hold variants that I think are really special. And, and, and as Milo's referring to... He's completely changed up his gear. He's taken some of Don Fuji's advice at heart, and now he has like his uh, leopard stuff, like his leopard shorts are like now cut into making him look like a gladiator, which is kind of <laughs> cool. And it, it was all right. I mean, I feel bad for Sachi that like this is his station now <laughs> is is getting beat in the first match of the opening of the big cards, and that's it. But by an old by by a young boy. Yeah, but. <laughs> I was rewatching Quark in this afternoon, and they have a bunch of young boys they're about to bring up. I see. Yeah, it's like, like there's like four of them. So they're they're not really young boys anymore, but yeah. still, he's getting pinned by a low, a very low ranked wrestler. So, and I, I like to ask us to have a quick moment of silence for Sachi's career. No, <laughs> no whatever okay. hand wave, but uh. We need to take a moment of silence for the departure of the most important unit in Dragon Gate history, being the second edition of. <laughs> uh, a real that—that's the real top story here. The Fujiheya is already over. I—I I, I will say when 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 Don Fuji like when I read that and I, I sort of knew that's what they were talking about when I was watching and I read the thing and I was like, oh, they're they're, they're really disbanding this unit. Like I, I was laughing hysterically. Like that was really funny the way they did that. So. I don't know if they always formed it with the intention of disbanding, but that was amazing. I, I think with because both uh, since we really we haven't had a show since that cork and uh, both uh, Yoshioka and Takashima are going to be on the shelf for a while. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. Takashima, he says it's like six months for his shoulder. He had he's been seen like in a very like I I don't know I, I don't want to sound culturally insensitive, but like. He has, like, a sling that... I don't know if that's how they do slings in Japan, where it's just cloth tied over your arm. But I was like, did they just, like, yeah. forget his sling and they tied it on? Or if that's how oh. it goes over there? And then... Milo, Milo, can, Milo, Milo can break his arm and then tell us, yeah. I guess. Or dislocate his shoulder and then report oh, back. Fuck. No, I will not do that. <laughs> and then uh, Yoshioka <laughs> blew out his knee in the opening match of that Corkin. So... Both of them are done, so I guess like they kind of aborted it then, knowing it was just going to be Shun and Hyo, or maybe they were playing all the while for Hyo to be a little dickhead and say, "No, I'm not getting rid of my sweet leopard print tights." So. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the opener. So match two: BB Hawk and KZ defeating Don Fuji and Jason Lee. Ten on nine with the KZ time. KZ Somebody... won a match with KZ time. Well, he's didn't he win one with the KZ time? He's won some other matches with KZ time this he's year, been I think. Do- no, he's been doing it a lot lately. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. it's just awesome because he gets up there and like poke HR KZ time, does the whole fucking thing, and then he actually hits the fucking move and gets the pen. It's like what the right? What, what just happened? Right? What world are we living in? But yeah, this was okay. I don't know what I'll have to say. About- Jason Lee was pretty interesting. Like. Who the fuck is Jason Lee? He's like, where's he? Kong wrestling. Jason Lee is Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in the CWC. So he's he's not Ho-Ho Young, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Ho-Ho-Lan. Ho-Ho-Lan. He's not. Oh, okay. I see, I, I see him now. Jason Lee, I'm pretty sure, was in zero one one for a while. Yeah. A few so. years. Oh, really? It's the same guy. 
Uh-huh. That makes sense. So he was in, yeah, he was in zero. I'm looking up right now. He was a world junior champion in zero one. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, um, and because Dragon Gate is always long flirted with this idea of breaking into the Chinese market. That's one of the reasons why we had Super Shenlong for so long. But at least this time they went out and got an actual Chinese person. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of putting a Japanese person under a mask. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it's because that was the first time they the, didn't Super Shenlong debut in China, or he, or, or they right before that, like their first Chinese. I remember like their first Chinese tour. I remember he would, that's why he showed up, and then for some reason he just stuck around for a long time. Yeah, that was the deal. Was that like that's been like the big inroad that Dragon Gate's been trying to make, pretty much since Dragon Gate formed was they wanted to go into China and South Asia. And well, I mean, you get you can you can get why. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. China, but no one's been able to figure that out. I mean, like, wasn't there a time where, like Evolve was going to run exclusively in China for a little while or something? Oh, I vaguely remember. WWN ran a tour of yeah. China. Like that, there actually was an Open the Freedom Gate title change during that. So, but yeah, that's part of the reason why Shima always does shows in Malaysia and in Hong Kong. Is he's Always trying to put inroads in, I guess. So, so the WWN, of course, nothing newsworthy happened to them lately. Uh, John, have you read any good emails lately? No. Um, listen, Mike, don't betray Open the Voice Gate. If you do, I'm going to have to tell you. I'm going to have to tell you and I'm going to fire one of you at random. So don't betray Open the Voice Gate. Fire <laughs> 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 There's, there's a lot of stuff that happened, Milo. And and all I'll say is that I got my my highest grossing tweet because of all the stuff that's been happening. What was the tweet? Oh, it's when Flow Slime tried to uh, not give me a refund after they. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Like that was like the great because you were I I forgot you were a subscriber. See I th- all this fucking shit is the most I've ever paid attention to evolve. I never I don't think I've ever seen a single show where that there's. Um, like I, I never, I never subscribed to Flow Sam. Nothing. So like, but I, for some reason, the story has been like catnip for me. Like I just can't stop reading about it and tweeting about it. It's just so much fun. You want it's to every- see? That's why. Oh. <laughs> I want the what? You want the drama I want. Oh, the I, drama. Want, I really do. The one thing that I don't understand is how is I. I read stuff about Gabe like accidentally like going off the record, but like on the record or whatever, and. <laughs> And I, I still don't know what happened. All right. So basically, let, we don't we don't need to go through this whole thing. But Ryan Seaton or Satin or what the fuck, how the fuck you pronounce yeah, his name? Yeah, that dude. He apparently believes, okay, that a a person is only on the record if the reporter tells them repeatedly that they're on the record. Never mind the fact that the original context of Aaron, shout out to Aaron, cool dude. I met him once. Both Aaron, Aaron's, both Aaron's are good. Both Aaron's are cool, but I think the one... I, well, I don't know which Aaron it was. It was, it was, it was Aunt Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, reached out to Gabe to be like, hey, we got this email leaked to us. Do you want to comment? And that was the context of this conversation. And then Gabe DMs him and is like, oh, call me. So, like, if a reporter reaches out to you to, sit, to say, do you want to comment on this story we're about to break, and you fucking tell them to call you, you should probably assume you're on the record unless you ask that reporter, are we on the record or can we be off the record? 
if you're if I call up the guy, the fucking I I don't know if I call up Matt Lauer or somebody, and I'm like, hey, uh, let me tell you some insane bullshit. Why would I have an assumption that I'm off the record? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and here's the thing, like. I originally went to school to be a journalist, so I've taken, like, media writing and media ethics classes. It's an implied thing that if you're ever talking to a reporter, it's on the record unless you ask it to go off the record, and that's yeah. a courtesy. It's a courtesy! There's no law that says Gabe Topolsky is allowed to call up any reporter he wants and scream stupid bullshit at them and expect not enough to be printed. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So, so, so yeah, uh, Milo, uh, WWN <laughs> and Flow Slam are having a lawsuit right now because yeah, this is, this I, I was like a no, I was like a nobody in hockey. Okay, I had like a an SB Nation blog. Okay, like nothing, and I still had some someone once tell me that this is off the record before they told me something. So people know if you're talking to someone who even ostensibly could be considered a reporter, unless you say it's off the record, it's on the record. Yeah. Mm. Just, Ryan, Ryan Satin, or Satan, or whatever the fuck your name is, I, you're never going to hear this, but go fuck yourself, buddy. I'm sorry. Fuck and, you. And, and go just, look up some more divorce records. And just wait until Lanza gets... I know. And everyone not, who listens to this before they listen to the flagship, get ready for some good Joe Lanza coming out about wrestling oh and, and yeah. Ryan Satan. But yeah, so. is it Satan? Is it really Satan? Well, well, it's pronounced like or Satin, I guess, like Satin. I want, I want it to be. Who the fuck cares? That guy's an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, it's Brave Gate. Brave Gate. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that was so much fun, though. Okay, Brave Gate. <laughs> the Kagator defeating uh, for the last night, I should say, Jimmy Kagator defeating Yosuke Santa Maria, twelve forty nine with the Gura Makak Gura Makakale. Gura Makakale. Did the move? Um, did the move? Yes. The move I did, that I, I did my the move that injured Awasa's career, as I refer it. Okay. Um, yeah, this was this was really good. I like this. Like I gave this like three and a half. This was this was really fun while it lasted. I thought um, it was all right. Like my, I gave it three and a quarter, so it was good. But like my thing was, it totally makes sense why Kakatora had his entrance mask on, but it took away from the match because he wasn't able to. You can't really emote with that kind of mask on, especially for someone who's <laughs> used to wearing. Not having a mask, and I felt. But it came, it, it came off though eventually. It came off at a great moment, like the, it played into it really well. But it was a good defense. I wish that they aren't that they stopped doing like all this comedy stuff of Maria. But you know, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I feel like I really liked the wrestling portions of the match, but at this point of Maria's existence of a character, I'm, I, I have to say that I'm, I'm over the comedy now. Yeah, like. I still love her. I think she's a great wrestler. I really love to see her in high-profile matches. But there's no need to be doing that much comedy uh, and and just build the entire match around that instead of building it around, like, the title itself. Well, I thought the match was good, but I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, no. Just, I, I agree. I thought the wrestling portions of the match were good. Yeah, mm. like, the the, 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 the into the Neraluchi was awesome. Like, that was, yeah. that was my favorite spot of the show. The I, I'm feeling distressed. Once Milo gets to see Maria in person, you'll have a new appreciation for her hair. Her hair is just glorious. She's so, she's so beautiful and on the her screen. Hair, her hair is so good. It's just so good. Um, all right, so we got match four. Naoki Dori, Masato Yoshino, and Ben K 
defeating Ata, Takahiro Yamamura and Kaido Ishida, 13-16. Benkei pinning Ishida with the Benkei bomb. I like this one. This was a really fun little six, man. I like yes. this a lot. Yeah. That ruled. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, have, I don't have a ton of thoughts on it. I thought it was good, but it was yeah, good. Yeah, like, this is when, for me, like, where the show went from being a, a pretty good show to, like, stepping up, you know? Like, yeah. this is, like, when... Like, I... I love Maximum. It's now probably my favorite unit since uh, since uh, Blood Warriors. Like all five of them work so great together. Like yeah, they're really it's a really cool unit. Like and and one thing that I've really noticed is because uh, Benke, this is kind of around his his one year anniversary, and just seeing like how he's really changed and how much he's improved. Like you could tell like that the faith that they have in him is not unwarranted. Like. He's adding new things to it, like his brawl that he had with Cyber Kong, sorry, Yoshida, at Corkin was was fun, and like this one, like he 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 adds like a new intensity to him that I've really been enjoying. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I this was this was really good, and I don't really have a ton else to say about it, obviously. But what do you think, Miley? Anything else to say about the six man? Yeah, sure. Or or just Ben K in general. I don't know. I mean, sorry. Uh, what I no, I, what I've been noticing about with Ben K is that he's finally starting to grow a personality. Yeah. Right. Because I've always really loved his just kind of stone face power powerhouse act, but in a you know in a company that has so many colorful characters and so many memorable characters as Dragon Gate. At some point, you really have to start growing your own personality instead of just being a big boy who throws people. So that's what I would really enjoy from that match is that you can really start... Because, I mean, he's been wrestling for, what, like a year and a half now? Just over a year. Yeah. And so he's really... I mean, he's done a lot of things. He's in, you know, he's in a unit. He's a former champion. Um, He's done more than most people with his level of experience have, right? But he's... So he still doesn't really have all those things down, so I'm really glad to see him uh, developing some sort of, like, character or personality in Ring um, to go with his athletic prowess. So that's something that I really enjoyed. But other than that, I really, really like the match, and just in general, I think Eitai, Shida, and Yamamura are a great trio. Um, and I think that you could take any three people in maximum and make a great three and um, a great, wow, words are hard, make a great trio as well. So, you know, I like it. So match five, open the twin gate titles, Shima and Dragon Kid defeating Big Arshimizu and Katoka, Shima pinning Katoka in 22-32 with a Meteora to the stomach. Um, seventh defense, do you, do you want to, do you want to rant and rave my love? I'm, I, I, I've lost my ability to, like, I, I really can't. I don't, it doesn't bother me at this point. It's just so stupid. I just, I, I, I refuse to let it get me mad. This rain is going on forever. It doesn't have I a point. Again, I guess they, they, you know, the fans like, the fans like Shaman Dragon Care. They have no chemistry together. I'm but really sick of it. do they still like it, though? I don't know. When I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you listened to my live episode when I was there, but, like, I, I had to admit that the team and Dragon Kid were incredibly over in Kurikan. So, I mean that 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 made me rethink things a little bit. But I still, even with that said, I still think this reign has gone on way too long, and there has been a dearth of good matches. But this match is really good, I thought. Yeah. So there's two. That is, 
that's two really good ones in a row. So that's something. But still, I mean, this right, needs okay. to end. So I thought it was a I thought it was a good match, right? Um, thanks to Shimizu and Katoko. Um, first of all, I just want to reiterate for like the five the fifth hundred time that whatever idiot said Katoka would never amount to anything can kindly suck my balls. <laughs> um, but also the thing, okay, so you know I'm like a crazy conspiracy theorist when it comes to Shima. Um, oh, this will be I good. Really, what? I said this will be good. Go ahead. No, I really thought, okay, so when they passed Yamadori's reign, I, I thought, oh, this, this is an exchange. Shima's taking the Twin Gate reign because Yamato is going to hold it for like 500 years and beat Shima's record. But that did not happen, obviously. So my question is, do we have any psych specialists on hand at the Dragon Gate staff? Because I think Shima is a legitimate megalomaniac. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, and I'm not going to try to rationalize Shima as much as I usually do, because I know that Milo, you and I are kind of on opposite spectrums about him, and that's totally cool, but... Okay, uh, my, my, okay, go, go ahead, go ahead. Go but, ahead, like, go ahead. For, for me, like, I am wondering if part of this is just that, like, they're like, okay... We don't want to have to book anything hard for the Twin Gate this year. Because, like, only up until the match with, with Doyoshi, like, the matches were underwhelming. So, like, it just felt like, it really felt like that this was, like, the last part of their coasting of early 2017. That, like, they haven't figured out what they're going to do now with this title. And, yeah, Shima has power, but he's not the only one with power. Like... Like, everyone else has to be like, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, keep the title. Like, whatever. But I guess my hope now, but I'm with John. I'm I'm just so tired of it. Like, I just did a hand wave in my office right now. Like, I'm just mm. hand waving. But I just... For, yeah. yeah. For me, the thing is that I, I'm just... I can't wrap my brain around why. Because there's no one left to beat them. There's no one left. Everybody tried it. Everybody failed. I can't think of anyone else. Who the fuck is it going to be? Well, he put out a challenge to uh, Benkei and Shimizu. Cool. It it may maybe it could be them. I don't know. We always say maybe. It wouldn't shock say, me if we, it was We them. said maybe for every single challenge that they've had. I'm almost like either them or whatever's coming out of this unit shuffle. You know, the, the new I unit's going to need to have a it, belt. But it's really like... It's so frustrating to not be able to foresee what, like, and not be able to even see what the fuck is going on right now with these titles, because it's just, ah, oh, it's just so annoying. It's just so annoying. At this point, I just, I, I, I really wish someone, I, I, I want to sit down with someone with like Shima or Horiguchi or Yagi or someone and have them explain to me why, what is the appeal of this? Why do you think this is good? I get giving the fans a nostalgia reigns with old favorites, but it's been almost a fucking year. <laughs> All right, I don't want to rant about this forever again. It's so bad, but let's just, <laughs> we have something much more important to talk about in the next match, yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I just want to say I love Katoka so much. Anyway. Katoka's awesome. I love him too. He is. He really is. <laughs> he really is. Katoka kicked out of Schwein. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, should we talk about the main event before we talk about the unit disbands match? Yeah, because then we can just because then we can transition into just like the life and times of Jimmy. So, all right. So the main event, open the Dream Gate Championship match, Masaki Mochizuki defeating Yamato. 24-20, Sankakagiri to the face. Yamato fails in seventh defense. Mochizuki becomes the 26th champion. His third reign as Open the Dream Gate champion. Uh, his original reign was way back at the very start of promotion. Um, he beat Shima, right? That's correct. I'm looking it up now. I believe he beat. I believe he beat. I believe he beat Shima and then lost it to Kishiwada. I think that was his first reign, and he didn't get another reign until 2011. When he had that that really long reign where he he defeated um he defeated Yoshino and then held it almost all of 2011 before he lost it to Shima at the end of 2011, and I was really starting to think I, I mean I, it was funny going into this I really didn't think Mochizuki was going to win this so I was and I was thinking you know it would be really cool to give him one last reign because I think everybody assumed the 2011 reign was going to be his one last reign but he's still here six years later so why not give him one more and that Mochi- that Mochizuki reign was so good. Um, that you know, I mean, that, that that has to be the best Dream Gate reign of all time. I mean, I really can't think of a better one. Which one? The, 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 the second one? The 2011 one, yeah. Yes. I mean, like, he beats Yoshino for that in a classic match. Um, he has the defense against Yamato, which is good. The mm. defense against the defense against Hulk at World, which I still think is criminally underrated. I really the defense, love that. The defense against Kondo, which is really good. Um, the defense against Cybercon, which is probably Cybercon's best match ever. <laughs> um, the defense against Tozawa, which might be Tozawa's best match ever. <laughs> and, and we reviewed it. Um, that was one of my retro matches. Yeah, that was really, really good. The defense against Fuyu Saito, which is really good. And then he loses to Shima, which is, again, which that match is a little disappointing, actually. But but still, the, the Mochizuki reign was fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, that might have been their best match between the two, though. The Mochizuki Shima? Yeah. And they never they never had good good matches. Yeah, they they um, have great like historical and emotional matches, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the match where, where Shima cuts his hair is kind of good, and then I, I would actually no, I think that one's better. Yeah, the hair the hair the hair match I like the hair match better, but but, um, but yeah, either way. So Mochizuki is third title right now at age forty seven. Forty seven years old in eight it's, months. Forty seven years young, young. sir. He is now the uh, oldest dr- Dreamgate champion in history. I would hope so. What, he beat Liger, right? Liger yeah, is the old. Have to be Liger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mochizuki becoming the new Dreamgate champion. Um, first, of, first of all, my thoughts on just Mochizuki wouldn't. Well, I guess let's wrap up Yamato's reign first. Um, here's the thing about Yamato's reign. I don't think it's as, it was as bad as some people say. It was really bad for a little while, especially when, uh, like, Tribe first formed and nothing was going on, and Tribe was floundering, and then they had they went so he went so long without having a first defense, and his first defense was that Tozawa match that was no good, and then he went a long time to having a second defense because of the Tozawa goodbye thing, and then his second defense was against Doi, which is a match I really liked, but I know a lot of other people didn't like that much, but. Um, after that, I thought it got better though, because that, that Hulk defense of Corican was pretty good. Better I really than, like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was better. Than, it was better than I expected it to be. Um, God, what was his defenses after that? Um, Cybercon. Cybercon. That was that was good. Not not fantastic. Not great, but good. Um, there was something else before before Shingo, right? No, dead or alive. They had the dead or alive defense. Oh yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, it was not, a not match. 
Not a normal dead or alive. Not a normal title defense, obviously. Uh, the Shingo defense was, I thought, I mean, not Shingo. T-Hawk, that was, that was way better than I expected going in, obviously, because I, I really thought T-Hawk was going to shit the bed, and it was... It was a, it was like a four star match, which is a lot better than I expected. You know, Seahawk so, has not been shitting the bed lately. Yeah, he's been better. Um, he's been better. I have to give him that. I still don't think he's top heel good, but he's been better. And, and then this match, which I thought was very good, although the the crowd just like the crowd being weirdly dead, kind of took it down. And they were kind of, well, I was gonna say they they were just like what they were. Um, you thought because after Jimmy's disbanded, they were just down. No, I think so. I noticed the entire night the crowd wasn't mic'd very well. Okay, well that's pop, that, that, that. I was gonna say I, don't, I didn't think they mic'd that crowd well. Although JoJo said he was there and he didn't think the crowd was that loud. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, but because I because I thought it was miking at first too, and then JoJo and and the voices of wrestling Slack said that he thought uh he thought the crowd was kind of quiet. So I don't know, it's a weirdly quiet crowd. And I think on top of that, they might have been a little bit down if the Jimmy's just disbanded. But um. But yeah, other than that, though, I, I still gave this like four and a quarter. I thought it was very good. Very dramatic towards the end. The crowd did finally get into it at the very end. Basically, when when, when Mochizuki kicks out of the Galleria, there's like a, uh, and then Mochizuki hits that, the, it's the Twister 2, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I just the, did like a twisting Galleria thing that looked brutal. I, I love thought it. Was, I thought that was the Twister 2, isn't it? Yeah, the twisting it's suplex just... slam is the Twister 2. Okay. He rarely does that. He rarely does it. It's true. Yeah. Like he hasn't done it in a long time. But, like the the announcers didn't even remember it was called Twister Two because the announcer was like Front Twister, and I was like, oh, the way the way he dropped Yamato, I was like Yamato's fucking dead. Yeah. So the crowd went nuts for that. Then he does the kicks, like you know the the kick sequence. The crowd went crazy for that. He did the Psycho High Kick, a Low Kick, and the Shin Psycho High Kick. Um. And then finally hit, you know, that gets a two count. And then he finally hit Sankakagari to the face. And the crowd, I, I don't think the crowd expected that to be the finish. No. I really think they were, they thought Yamada was winning even after that. And here's what I think really helped it. Mochizuki, like, took a long time to crawl over and cover Yamato. Yes. And it, and it felt like he was giving Yamato an out. He was giving himself an out. No. For, for when Yamato yeah. kicked out of the Sankakagari. So that's why I think the crowd bought the, the crowd like paid attention and they thought because it was taking so long to crawl over that Yamato was going to kick out. So when Yamato didn't kick out still and got pinned and that was it, like the crowd was like, oh, like they were really surprised. But, yeah, what really I like ha- really happy too, but really surprised. What I liked about that is, and that's the way that I felt about it, is that it kind of sold it to me as like a legit KO. Yeah, yeah. That even though Mochizuki took his time to cover Yamato, Yamato was just like, nope, I am dead. <laughs> I, I, my soul has departed. It was a great little thing to do because, yeah. it, like I said, it really made that. Like, I wish I watched this unspoiled. I was watching Spoiled, so I knew Mochizuki won already. I knew he won with the Sankaku Gary. But I imagine if I didn't know that, that, um, you know. Yeah, I, def- I think I definitely would have thought that Yamato. I, I would have thought Yamato kicked out, yeah. Because you watched it, you, you watched the Spoiled too. I watched it spoiled, yeah, because I couldn't watch it live because I was making dinner. <laughs> That's my life with a lot of wrestling shows these days, but, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, 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 no. Um, if, I hadn't, if I had watched it live, I would, I definitely would have thought, oh, Yamato's going to kick out at, like, 299999 or something. But, nope, he was dead. Rest in pieces. 
Um, but yeah, awesome match, awesome finishing sequence. Uh, yeah, I really uh, like. I just, I like, I, I would put it just under their 2010 match. Yeah, I would agree with that. Under 2010, I think it was better than 2011 one though. Because I didn't like the 2011 one as much. But the 2011 one was just kind of weird. Because it was that new <laughs> match. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, probably. I am thinking about the Kodakuen match. That was in 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 20, you know, yeah there, there was one in 2010, there was another one in 2011. Yeah, there basically was one with, and... Yeah, because when Mochizuki won, he was like, I should pay you back, Amato, and give you a title shot now. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking about the, the 2010 match during Yamato's reign. I thought that was really good. Yeah. I The thing that for me with this match that, like, really sold it for me was, and I rewatched it this evening, and mm-hmm. I, one of my favorite things in wrestling is the fact that Don Fuji is always his corner man, and he's always <laughs> dressed up as pool dad because he has, like, his T-shirt. They've been, they've been married for 20 years. What else do you expect? But, like, he looks like a pool dad because he has his towel, his T-shirt, his board shorts, and his flip-flops on. But he always yeah. dies into the ring Love to it. argues the two count. He always argues that. And <laughs> to me, I was like, okay, that's it. And then maybe he just hasn't been hitting the Gary to the face that often. Because I've, uh, I was trying to think of the last time he hit it as a match finisher. Like, mm-hmm. But I think the thing, like, going back to Yamato's reign, though, was, like, as you were saying, John... Yamato's reign never got out of the blocks. Like, because you compare it... To me, you compare it directly to BB Hulk's reign, that they both happened because of a face turn. They both formed a unit leading up to it. But you had Hulk's first half of his reign, basically up until the Shingo title defense in 2014, all being generally outstanding. And then you have Yamato's defense, Yamato's reign at the end of 2016, that never got out of the gates. You had Summer Venture Tag League, which was boring to say the very very least and then you had the uh tozawa farewell which all the attention especially for like the late year pay-per-views was pulled off of him so then right so by the time he had his third defense you had the hulk defense which was very very good like my favorite hulk match since hulk got injured and after that like he was just treading water and type tri vanguard didn't help him much to like bolster him so like i don't think you can pen it all on Tri Vanguard, but the fact that there was no momentum for him and Tri Vanguard after Kobe World 2016, like it was doomed to fail, and it, like it's and it's only really failed in the in the sense that it was disappointing. Like show like ticket sales have not gone down at all; they've gone up in a lot of cases. Gaora even decided to market a, a food product after Yamato that sold 2,700 copies of it, or 27 units 2700 units of it like the week before it's just yamato like it just wasn't the yamato defense that we were the yamato ring that we were expecting and right i'm really Mm -hmm. stoked to see how they're what they're going to do with mochizuki because the next big show coming up is uh sendai right oh wait no no sendai's after sendai's after yeah Yeah, it's uh whatever gay destiny yeah destiny sendai and the final didn't everybody think Yamato was going to be champion going into Sendai? I definitely did. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah from because the I area. thought he was going to beat Shima's reign because of the whole exchange theory. But... He's from the he's from the area too, right? He is he. It was from Iwate. Okay, so why the fuck did everybody think it was so important for him to be champion going into Sendai? Because he's Geora's family, uh, Geora's golden boy. Okay. 
because Gaora has a TV show of him just cooking. Ah, I see, okay. I, I well, still have to find way, the magazine where he has a column, too. Yeah. I don't know why everybody... So, so that ended up being a wrong theory, but... Anyway, so we'll see what happens with Mochizuki. But they're, they're going to be just as safe going to Sendai with Mochizuki. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck's going to be like, oh, I don't want to go drag anymore. Mochizuki's the champion. <laughs> like, who the, that person does not exist. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's real interesting, like, the after-match speeches, like, both Shima and Fuji were bawling in the ring. And <laughs> it looks like that... And, and like, Mochizuki outrightly said, we've lost the unit today, and now an old bastard like me is champion. Things are about to get really hectic now, so get your 20th yeah. anniversary plans in stone now because you might not have a chance to celebrate it afterwards. Yeah. So. All right, but so that's the main event, and I'm very excited for this Mochizuki reign. We'll see how it goes. But now, moving... Mochizuki reigns. Love Mochizuki singles <laughs> matches. Moving back into the semi-main, the losing unit disbands, no DQ, elimination match, Verzerk, Shingo Takagi, T-Hawk... Takashi L in the man and punch motherfucking Tomonaga, defeating the Jimmys, Genki Horiguchi, Ryu Saito, Jimmy Susumu, Jimmy Kanas, and Jimmy Kanda. It was, the total match time total was 30, only 34-11, surprisingly. Um, let's go through the eliminations real quick. Kanas pinned uh, Punch in 11.06 with the Hikari Noah. Uh, Linda Man pinned Kanas in 14.28 with, a barbed, with the barbed wire board attack. And then Shingo pinned Kanda in 1638 with the spike tombstone on the barbed wire bat. Uh, Genki Horiguchi pinned Yoshido in 1820 at the backslide from heaven. I love how every big match CyberCon gets pinned by a flash by a flash pin. It's awesome. Um, Ryu Saito pinned Linda Man in 2009 with the Cyrio rocket with barbed wire board. That was the spot of the match. Like just him, you're like, okay, he, Saito can't pin anybody with the fucking Cyreal Rocket in this match. It's too serious. He's like, no, I'm going to pin someone with the Cyreal Rocket using a barbed wire board. <laughs> it's like, awesome. But um, after that, T-Hawks went into overdrive. He pinned Haraguchi in 2158 with the BT bomb. They pinned Saito with the Night Ride, and Jay doesn't have a time for some reason. And then Susumu... Pinned Takagi when he was down to Sumo against T-Hawk and Takagi by himself. Susumu managed to pin Takagi in 31-10 with the Jumbo Nokachi, but he finally fell prey to Cerebrus from T-Hawk in 34-11, and that was the end of Jimmy's. Um, okay, so let's talk the match itself first. This was good. Um, I only gave it four stars. I don't have it on the level of the other units' fans' matches. Um, the crowd heat not being as big was one... The extreme rule stuff. I'm not really. I'm not really a big fan of plunder, and especially in the, in like a Dragon Gate context. So, I, th- I actually thought that detracted from the match. Um, but it was still really good. It was still very dramatic. And by the end, I was, you know, I again, if this, if I watched this not knowing who won, who's going to win, I probably would have been even more dramatic. But I was spoiled. Um, I thought it, I thought it was really good, just not on the level of some of the other unit must disband matches. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Milo. No, sorry. I was just gonna say the Linda Man elimination was my favorite thing ever. I was laughing so hard. I was like, I mean, I'm sorry, Linda, but I was just in a in a match that made me feel like I wanted to throw things at people. The Linda, the way Linda Man was eliminated, and the the close up on his face after he got eliminated was so funny. Sorry, that's all I have to say. If you thought it was, I, if you thought I had anything interesting to say, you clearly haven't been paying attention. For me, like. 
they the the, the build-up to this match was Shingo Takagi's had his FMW boner just out every show saying he wanted to bring barbed wire, barbed wire, barbed wire. Yeah. He's done like all these like I, I don't know what's called super fireworks show, whatever they whatever Onita calls his bullshit vanity fed now. But uh so like I was expecting it to be like a like a death match. But that was the safest barbed wire I've seen in any match in my whole entire watching watching matches. I used to have a roommate that loved death matches. So I'd put on like a Chikara show and then he could put on a death match and that's how we used to be able to put up with each other. But the barbed wire, like I don't know, like I, to me, and I'm a squeamish person. Like Mother sounds like a movie I can't go see. But if it's going to be like a if it's going to be like a <laughs> hardcore match and and Takagi has his big boner for Onita, then have it be a hardcore match, you know, like that. Mm. That really attracted it, and especially the spot where they put uh, Susumu through the barbed wire table, and <laughs> and all you're seeing is like wire with a couple of barbs coming out that were clipped basically so like they were knots and that like really detracted from me like i had this wasn't they should they, they just shouldn't have bothered yeah like to be honestly quite... sorry uh sorry michael go ahead no, like i was gonna say yeah they shouldn't have bothered yeah honestly i i think this is like the only thing i will ever agree with jay on is that he was saying that the dragon gate fans don't really want to see that because that's not what they're into dragon gate for and um, and I, I have to like I have to agree with him because I think they themselves like uh, the the wrestlers in the match knew that and that's why they kind of did things half-assedly because they didn't want to go too far for the Dragon Gate crowd. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good point. Like especially with like the uh, barbed wire spots and like just like just like the general hardcoreness of it. Like it. I, I knew something was up when I was noticing that, like, people's t-shirts weren't getting pulled, like, after going through the boards, you know? Like, I was mm. like, barbed wire catches t-shirts like that. But I think you're absolutely right. I don't think the fans won to, so the wrestlers kind of cater to it. But there's one thing we really have to talk about with this match before, we, like, we really get on to, like, talking about, like, the Jimmys as a whole. So the Jimmys came out in combat Jimmys gear. Most of Resort came out in their... T- backyard wrestling gear punch tomonaga came out in a suit like he was going to the club <laughs> what the hell punch tomonaga what the hell what the hell like was i the only one that was like really thrown off by that uh no i was pretty thrown off yeah. did 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 oh did you watch this unspoiled or no i was going to but i had a class that morning and, oh, okay, and then it, and then he got spoiled. Yeah. So none of none of us watched this one spoiled. Now, I, I I was gonna like try to actually fucking not get spoiled all day long that that Monday, and then like a complete fucking idiot, I wake up. What do I do? The first thing I do, or why I wake up, everybody? I'm I'm a quote unquote millennial because I immediately grab my phone and look at my phone, and without even thinking, I open Twitter, and the very first thing I see is like, oh, I can't believe the Jimmys are gone. I'm like. Basically, you know that that Justin Timberlake like pan uh, gif that was my face, and it was really all to me because like all all my own fault for like just just like half asleep opening Twitter without even thinking, and I'm be like, oh yeah, that's why I wasn't gonna open Twitter. Okay. The match um, have the best John Woo kick ever. The Domino John Woo. Yes. That was that ruled so much. 
That was so awesome. Like, just, like, have them all stacked up, and then Yoshida was going, no, no, I'm not going to this board. I'm not going to this board. So he does it again. I loved it. I I love Konda so much. But, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard talking about this match, to be quite honest, just because of, like, what that match meant to Dragon Gate as a whole. Like, more in that fact that the Jimmys are now gone. Like... Yeah. There was an overall hubbub about about like what is a big stakes match in Dragon Gate, and I forget who initially tweeted this, but but someone said that this is like as much as big in Dragon Gate as a mask versus mask match, and it really is because outside of Dragon Gate, outside of Dragon Kid's mask, no one's mask really matters in Dragon Gate anymore, you know. So like the Jimmys, like other than like a retirement match, like title versus career like this is the highest stakes that you could get right now so like this was the this was the end of an era that dates back to late 2011 just to put in context like nearly uh, like the jimmy's name happened in december 2011 so coming up on seven years so like this was like like i'm writing this big piece that's gonna have like the whole history what the Jimmy's meant and where I see each Jimmy going from, from here. But like, that's it, guys. The Jimmys are done. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's re- it's really weird. But um, but yeah. So that's the. Do we want to say anything else about the match before we move on to like no. the actual Jimmy? About the Unit Survival Series, great idea. I did, none of us predicted Jimmys were going to break up, right? Because I've seen a few people saying that thought they thought this was about the Jimmys. I think Joe Landa said it, and a couple of the people that, that the moment they announced this, they, they thought it was about the Jimmys. And I think we all predicted either Over Generation or Tribe Vanguard. So yeah, I, we just we didn't we didn't see I this one coming. I, I I mean I I predicted Berserk, but you know. Um, yeah, but you didn't really predict Berserk. I remember this. You were like, I'm going to predict the one I want to actually lose. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely thought it would be over generation in the end. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. That's what I thought too. That when I had the preview up on Voices of Wrestling, that's what I had. Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, I just didn't think that this was going to be the way that they were going to have the Jimmys go out. I guess. Like, it just seemed I mean, like that they fought back from so much, and it everything else like this seemed like there would have been easier units to break up and put people into new units than the jimmies because what are you going to do with some of these guys now um i don't know it's a good question but but so the, the point that i was making though is like this is this is the end of the jimmies and i don't think any of us really saw it coming but um i mean we can get into what their future is going to hold i guess but i don't i don't know let's do you want to wait until the next hurricane for that? Because I feel like after that hurricane, it'll be more clear what, where we're going anyway, I think. Yeah, uh, my my piece that's going up later this week will have my personal predictions. So I think okay. waiting until that Corkin would be the best. Yeah, um, so we'll see. But what obviously what I, the main thing I want to talk about today is just like um, life and times the Jimmys. Um, so the Jimmys, I, I, I was like, what, me and Milo, you weren't watching at the time, right, when they formed? No. In, 20, in 2012, it was just me and just me and Mike. Uh, uh, Mike, how did you feel about the Jimmys when they just when they first formed? Well, I ha- fucking hated it. it I'm gonna throw that there now. I felt like because of how <laughs> the whole Hulk and Akira things happened, like 
So the formation of the Jimmies was based on the fact that Hulk and Akira and Kagatora and Sumu Yokosuka at that time were in this huge Twin Gate feud that eventually led up to Hulk and Akira winning the titles in a titles versus names match, and they renamed them Jimmies because they thought they were boring. I thought this was just going to be a uh, burial gimmick, to be quite honest. Like, was that what you were thinking it was, John? Yeah. Um, but, like, my, my thing, I just really, yeah, I mean, when they first lost that match, I didn't like the name, the, the rename gimmick. I mean, okay, it, it was one of those things where I was talking to this guy on Twitter. Uh, who the fuck was I talking to on Twitter about this? I think Kevin Brown, maybe? Um, but, like, to him, all he knows is Jimmy Susumu. It's like when I was telling him, it's like, oh, Susumu hasn't changed his name before. But he's like, I only know him as Jimmy Susumu. I'm like, I, yeah, to me, he was Susumu Yokozuka for years and years before he was Jimmy Susumu. So, like, it's not that weird for him to go back to Susumu Yokozuka to me. But I imagine for people who only know him as Jimmy Susumu, it's going to be really weird. Do that, is that how you feel? Is it going to be weird, Milo? It is going to be a little weird. Yeah. It's going to be weird for all of them. Like yeah. I don't I, like I like I don't know who Yasushi Kanda is anymore. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't and know like, him. And like and like but but like there's people out there who had to get used to Sumu changing his name from Sumo Kazuki, right. which mm-hmm. wasn't really me. By the time I by the time I started watching, I think he was already Sumio Kazuka, or it happened very very soon after I started watching. But yeah. Um, so that's number one. I, I hated the name change at first. I thought, oh, I, like my I was a huge huge Sumu fan. Okay, like Susumu, it's like basically my my favorites at the time were probably Susumu and Ryu Saito. Those are always two. There's always been two of my favorites going all the way back. I love them both. So when they when they made Susumu change his name to Jimmy Susumu, I fucking hated it. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I I stopped watching Dragon Gate for like three months. I was so fucking I was so fucking mad that they changed Susumu's name. So I just want to throw that out there because I really look like an idiot on that one. Because the Jimmy's ended up being a fantastic unit, fantastic idea. Once the other guys joined and also took on silly names, it, it started making more sense. Like, okay, this is what they're going for. It's this wacky thing with the whole group. And, you know, the moment Genki Horiguchi announced it was like H-A-G me, I was like, okay, that's genius. So at that point, I, I came on board. And from, from that moment until, like, basically the end, they were one of my favorite units, if not my favorite unit at the time. Um they were, the, I was gonna say they were never my favorite unit up until Monster Express broke up. To be quite honest, like, I think they were my favorite unit from. Oh God, when they formed my favorite unit was Mad Blanky, but um, oh, so I guess at, after Mad Blanky broke up, I guess they were probably my favorite unit for the rest of their run. Because I never liked Monster Express that much. I never liked. Um, I mean, Dia Hearts are okay. But yeah, I mean, Jimmy, the Jimmys were probably my favorite unit from the moment Monster, um, from the moment uh, Mad Blanky broke up, and then until Maximum. Maximum kind of overtook them for my favorite unit. But like, for me, the, the like you talked about when the other when like the other three like formed the core five of the Jimmys, like that's when you're like, okay, this has legs. For me, it was the whole Naoki Tanazaki storyline of Imposter and Naoki. <laughs> that's what I was like, okay. Now, yeah, let's get, let's give a shout to Naoki who was awesome in the Jimmies, even though he didn't end up lasting in the Jimmies or Dragon Gate, unfortunately. Um, but that the whole to be honest. oh no, he isn't he still in uh 
He's doing Dove Pro, ain't he? That, that might know. be the only okay. place he's in. He's a uh, IGF. He does oh, a lot. Yeah. IGF the, the... exists. Yeah, it does. New doesn't exist. Okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah, most recently he was doing stuff in IGF. Didn't he appear in all? Doesn't he still appear on the All Japan Osaka shows too? But only as. But anyway, so Naoki's still alive. You blasphemer. Yeah, yeah. He's only had twenty-five <laughs> matches this year. Okay, you know what? Shh. Hey, Naoki's <laughs> doing his thing. I know that part of the reason why he left is he wanted to spend more time around Osaka. So I mean, yeah, thing. you know. He's done a lot of Basara. And, and to be fair to him, I liked Osaka a lot when I was there. So, he likes Osaka. That's right, Basara's the other one he's been around in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway. Um, the, but yeah, Naoki was good. Um, that, that whole storyline was awesome. I agree. Um, That's my favorite part of this article <laughs> I'm writing is talking about Imposter Naoki and Mr. QQ and Mr. PP. <laughs> Mr. PP. It was so good. And, and then remember, like, the Aquatic Twins? Like, I was all aboard the Aquatic Twins team. <laughs> that lasted, like, what, two months? One show. One, okay, okay. I was, I was, I way overshot it. Wow. Yeah, one show. But that was awesome. I agree. So, um, when was it for you that, like, the Jimmies kind of connected with you? Well, from when I got into Dragon Gate, right, was. Um, it was 2014, right? 2015. Okay. So I started because I didn't start watching wrestling until 2015. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I don't like to talk about. But... I know people are gonna be like, nope. <laughs> what? I said people listening are gonna be like, nope. But they Why? can fuck off. Oh, because it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, JoJo JoJo was very very shocked to hear that as well. Whatever. Oh, you don't you don't sound like somebody who's only been watching for two years. Which I, I guess I guess that's a compliment, right? I mean, and so when I started going back, the first Jimmy's match I ever saw, like of them as a team, was the Matt Blanky Unit Disbands match. Oh yeah, that was fucking awesome. So that was a really good first impression. Yeah, I mean Jesus, uh, really, really good. And that match I still I still hold as like one of the best, one of my favorite I've ever seen, just because the wrestling was so good, the emotional intensity of it was incredible. Um, it's just a very, very, very good match. Yeah. Um, this is, I'm sorry, before I forget to ask, this yes. made me think of something. Mike, I, I just got access to Jay's new drive. I haven't really looked yet. Is the is that Lost Unit to Spans match on there? The Lost one? Which, which one? Are you which it, it's like Mad Blanky and uh, and whatever the fuck. Uh, God, Akatsuki or whatever. Akatsuki? Um, yeah. I haven't looked that far. I've been mainly I mean, watching it, it, stuff it sh- off of it. It should be on there, right? Because he says everything till through 2014. It so, it, it definitely made tape. I mean, it's just that it used to be on, what's it called? Um, Open the, Vimeo. That, that Vimeo site? Yeah, yeah, and it's like that, and that and that died, and no one's ever seemed to have it since. But yeah, I have to look for that, because that's probably one of my favorite matches of all time. But anyway, um, back to what you were saying. That's a great first impression, Milo. And did you watch, did you watch, um, oh, the, oh, we need to bring back the retro rewatch thing, by the way. I just realized that. Because this new archive is going to op- give us even more stuff to watch. But What new archive? <laughs> what? What, what new archive? Oh, so, so Milo, Jay launched a new archive where, that has everything up through 2014. Like, apparently, he, he claims. Oh, but I already have 
that he is that the same one that he opened to people who gave him money for the servers? It was like a hundred dollars. It's a new one. I think it like he just like, he just launched that this summer. Because I have one, right? Yeah, there's an older one that he had that he offered to people, and then he opened another one that had even more stuff this past summer because he needed help paying his medical bills. Ah, well, I have the old one that was that was like for fifty, and you can get like everything he has. Yeah, but now he has everything. This one has everything up through 2014. The only thing that sucks about it is that it's all in ISO format, which is annoying. But, I don't but even yeah. know what it is. Yeah, it's like it's like just ripping directly from a disc, yeah. but mm. doesn't play on a lot of stuff. But anyway, it's a hundred dollars, and I don't if if he's still offering. I don't I don't know if he is or not, but you could try to contact him. But the point is, though, I, I mean, Milo, we can just you know, you can watch it with us. <laughs> it's not a big deal, but yeah, we we'll have to bring back the retro rewatch for uh, for the with the new archive. But anyway, so the Jimmies, um, they're awesome, and um, oh, so you watched, so you watched the match with Matt Blanky. Did you go back and watch the three way right right before that with uh, with millennials? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's also like a really awesome match. It is, so. it really is. But I think because uh, Jimmy's versus Mad Blanky was like one unit versus one unit and not just like a scramble, yeah. I kind of really felt the hearts of the Jimmy's through that match more, and it's really what made me fall in love with them at the time. Yeah. We also had like the squad goals thing of Kness reforming Kaneska with that match too. Listen, that was the most romantic thing. That was the most romantic gesture I've ever seen. I want somebody to betray their unit for me. <laughs> And that was, like, right when, like, Kness was, like, like after he got himself into really good shape because he was doing bodybuilding competitions, and he was, he had that great run as a heel in Mad Blanky. Like, oh, summer 2014 rules in Dragon Gate. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, like, to me, like, we, we go back and talking about, like, all these units that they outlive, like Akatsuki, like, like Mad Blanky like millennials like all the different veteran units and it's just like they like like they were like a touchstone to me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like i actually finally got my first jimmy's t-shirt this month and then they disband it's like what the hell but it, it's it's just it's kind of crazy to think about but at the same time we're so conditioned that like the average unit in dragon gate lasts what two years maybe mm-hmm. Maybe two and a half if they're lucky. And this one lasted almost a full six years. So it's crazy. It really is. It's like, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Personal, personally, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Yeah. I, and I think part of it was that, like, you had these six guys. And six, five, six, seven. Like, you, you had this core group of guys that were at a certain point in their career. Like... Like the youngest person in that unit is Kagatora, but all of them have been have been in the mix for so long and have had like such histories. Like you have most of the original MTK in that unit. You had a lot of Do Fixer in that unit. You had Typhoon. You had like people who who and then like all the heal units. You had like Real Hazard in the unit. You had members of Blood Warriors in that unit. So you like had like all these people who had such like a linked history that it just made sense for them to be together. You know. Like, and that's not to mention, like, the tag teams as well. So, yeah, like, I was looking at the titles that they've won, and it's, like, eight 
Twain Gate title all of them. All of them. They've won all of them. Yeah. It's insane. Like, Jimmy's are one of the only units to have ever won all the titles, right? The other was, like, what, Blood Warriors? Did Blood, War- Blood Warriors won all the titles? Oh, yeah, yeah. they must have. They must have. I what think did at you- the end of 2011, what, they had did, all the titles. What did Junction 3 not win? Junction 3 never won Braygate. Oh. Or the very important ORI gates. Oh, yeah. that's true, too. What, what, maybe Swan did, did actually. Yeah, Swan might have won the, the Swan went on the Aurora Gate. Um, but yeah, the Brave Gate. Wait, wait a second. Wasn't Pac Brave Gate champion? I thought Pac dropped it before. I thought Pac dropped it to uh, Ricochet beforehand. But I'm I don't think, no, I think that's incorrect, actually. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. Yeah, I'm not right now. I'm pr- I think he dropped the Brave Gate after, well after Junction 3 formed. But I could be wrong. But like the thing with like the Jimmies are that like they just like just like looking at their history, they they had a Dreamgate tile reign, they had two Bravegate tile reigns, they had Twingate tile reigns, they had almost ten Triangle Gate tile reigns. Yeah. So Pac, Pac dropped Pac dropped the Bravegate to Ricochet on November nineteenth, twenty eleven. Okay, so that was in the yeah. middle of the. Okay, so that was. I knew I knew he had that belt the entire year because I, I well, it, that was at the end of the run, right. at the end of Warriors Junction because I remember the I remember the, the whole thing after World where Naoki Tanizaki like stole the Bravegate and was defending yes. it. The the Blood Warriors uh, authorized approved, authorized. Thank you. Open the Bravegate with two count rolls. It was great. Oh yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> But yeah, so that. But anyway, so so Pac was Brigade champion. So they held every title too, then. Yeah. Oh, did they, wait, did they ever hold the twin? Ah. Uh, Is that the one? Because the twin. I remember Shima and Ricochet. That might be the one. It might be the twin. Because Shima and Ricochet had it. Um, I'm gonna look this up now. I'm gonna do it. I mean, I'm I'm doing. It. I'm doing. I'm doing. Everybody's doing it. De- oh yeah, Dragon Kid and Pac had it for like a fucking for like yeah for a month. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. So Junction okay. Three, Blood Warriors, and Jimmy's. Yeah. And that, now it is fair to say with Junction Three, Blood Warriors, these are these were that was a period where they were the only two units basically, other than like the weird like uh, informal like pre windows that was going on. That was really the only other thing that's even you could even consider a, a proto unit. So like it's much easier to hold every title mm-hmm. when. You're the only two fucking units. But in, but in <laughs> open unit warfare, they're the only ones to have held every title. Yeah. And Oh, no. No, no, no. Berserk, too. Berserk never held a war gate. That's true. Berserk never held a war oh, gate. Thank you, war gate, for existing. <laughs> Doesn't it even still exist? I, I think Kikataro has it somewhere. Uh, that, that's what we're doing again. You know what? I make an executive decision. The fucking Warrior Gate does not count. Oh, oh no! Stalker. Yes, it does, John. We can't put Berserk in the mix. <laughs> oh, Stalker has it. Stalker has it. Okay, whatever. Jimmy's, but Jim, Jimmy's had a lot of title reigns. Yeah. Right. More, more probably than any other unit. Oh, I'm easily, sure. easily. And Especially with the tag titles. And, and like one thing that like just stuck up to me and. This is a silly thing, but it's still one of my favorite Dragon Gate things in the last decade was the fact that when Ginky Horiguchi won the King of Gate, and then for like the next two years he had on his team on his tank top King of Gate winner twenty twelve. And he was so proud <laughs> of that. Like I like for some reason like that always like got a laugh out of me. Cause it'd be like late twenty thirteen and he was still saying, I'm the King of Gate winner from twenty twelve and it's like, Yeah, we know. 
Someone else has won <laughs> since then, too. Maybe give up the act, dude. But So, let's think... What are each of your favorite Jimmy's matches outside of disband matches? Because disband matches are easy. Like, I, I'm sorry. Okay. okay, go ahead. So, John, what's your favorite Jimmy's match outside of disband's match? Um, okay, let me... Th- I have to think about this. Um... I have I mean, my my first in my first instinct is to go with the match with the um the Susumu Shingo Dreamgate match so the one where Shingo wins it back because I was I thought I know I know that Shingo winning it is bad but that is just such a fantastic title match that that's my that's the first one that comes to mind immediately but that's also very recent so I'm trying to think of older ones um hmm. I don't know. My someone else go watch. I think of another one. I'm sure there's some there's some triangle game match. I'm I'm <laughs> trying to think of which one I'm thinking of. I have mine offhand. If Milo, if you don't have yours, I have one. Okay, go ahead. Um, Susumu and Kagetora versus Yoshino and Chachi. That was the one I was going to say. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Yeah, one of my. I think it's my one of my favorite Twin Gate matches of all time, by the way. It's so fucking good. It's Shashi's best match ever. And Corkin was just insane that match. It's red hot for that match. Everybody the four of them were on fire. It was so fun. I have to rewatch it right now, actually. Okay, bye. <laughs> I don't even know if I have it on my computer, but I'm gonna find it. But like that match was so incredible because you have the jimmies that, like, outside of, like, when they were doing, like, their combat jimmies, like, we're breaking apart thing. Like, it was the only time they really played, like, true heels. And it was great. Like, they were such a... Like, Kagatora was such a dick to Sachihoko Boy. It was so mm. good. Like, I just... Like, that's the one of the matches that, like, I think of. Like, I, I think... I also kind of think of the... Because of recency, the... Uh, the, tri- the the Triangle Gate Contender Tournament from Kobe World this year, just with, like, Ginky Horiguchi just bringing back the backslide from Kobe. She was so freaking incredible in that, in that in that whole tournament. It's just... Oh. Like, the Jimmies are just... Now, like, now that they're done, like, I'm realizing, like, how much I've liked them. Like, this is... Like, this is a big cornerstone moment for me, because, like, I was always a Monster Express guy, because I always was a Zawa guy. But, like, there were, like, these matches that they had, like, outside of that that were great, too. And then, like, the Kineska run, right after they reunited and Kines joined, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Kineska, that, that was a really, really good, cool run. Um, did just even from this year, the little little mini, like, Ryusuke, Ryusuke run they were, ha- they were on, where they're having, like, some really cool matches, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It, it's just neat that, like, most units, like, a perfect example for this, really, is Berserk. Because you have your strong number one, and you have people who are, like, you have T-Hawk as your number two, and, and then everyone else kind of just is, like, b- below them, and, like, you, like, mix and match to make your Twin Gate teams and your Triangle Gate teams. But the whole entire Jimmy's, you could go take someone and go, like, okay, well, let's take Susumu and Kanda. Oh, wow, we have the original M2K team right there. Okay, let's take... Ginky Horiguchi and Ryo Saito. Okay, Maraha Asapa. Like, no other unit had, like, that connectivity. Like, it was, like, a glue of the unit that, like, you could just put everyone together and you would just have a great team. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, they, they just have so much chemistry with each other over the years. I mean, just, just the, all that built-in chemistry from, you know, from Do Fixer and Shin M2K, and, or not Shin M2K, Final M2K, and, and, and everything else is just, you know, just so much chemistry. Yeah. And whoever thought that Jimmy Kondo would be such a great face? Yeah. I mean, it, it, he turned out to be a really... Well, I mean, his original face run when he unretired was pretty good. But, it's, not like he, it's not like it came out of nowhere. He was just a heel for so long, but... And then he pretty much went straight back to being a heel soon after. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was like a year and a half. But, like... Yeah, it was a year and a half, but you had his entirety, in, including him as a referee, as a heel. This little itty-bitty time that he was a face, and then back being a heel up until up until Jimmy's. All right, I guess you're, I guess you're I guess you're not wrong, but I liked his original face run, so I'm sticking up for him. I I knew he could do it. I didn't doubt him, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the Jimmy's proved me wrong because I doubted him pretty much like the first two years of their existence. Yeah. But I think I, the the Jimmys. If you're, I mean, if you're going to remember the Jimmys, I think you're going to remember them as just a really awesome unit. I, for older fans, it was a really cool throwback to Do Fixer and Final M Two K and all those kind of units where these people were together. Um, you know, and it had that like that angle with the Jimmy name to 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 maybe bring in some of the newer fans too. Um, so like it was almost the best of both worlds there. Obviously, the, the theme song. I mean, the theme song is just fucking fantastic. Like, that's one of the most iconic theme songs Dragon Gate ever produced, I think. I mean, can you think of a better one? There's some better. There's been some better theme songs, but, like, as far as iconic and, like, summing up a unit and immediately when that fucking theme song hits, like, you get happy because your buddies are coming out, basically. Like, that's perfect for them. Yeah, it, it fit. I don't think a unit theme song fit a unit as well as them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, the colors. Like, we can't, like, not talk about, like, how each of them had their Jimmy color and it dated back to the Do Fixer days. And it was, like, and all the hubbub about how when Kness joined, like, there, he was like, well, I'll be yellow. I liked wearing yellow. No, that's Genki's color. Well, I can't wear blue. That's Kanda's color. <laughs> no, the, well, the Genki one was funny because, cause, like, um, when he said that, it's Genki's color – uh, Kenneth was like, "Come on, his color is like rainbow. Look at him. Like he doesn't wear just yellow. He wears all these fucking rainbow colors." But Zuma's like, "Nope, it's still yellow. Sorry, you can't you can't have it. Even though even though Genki really wears like a fucking rainbow of colors, can't have it." So that was pretty funny. And then, like, has a unit been as good about doing like crowd calls as the Genki as the Genkis? Because Genkis usually <laughs> the Genkis. The Genkis. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 he is the call leader pretty much for them he starts most of the chance but like has like no no unit really has had like the crowd interaction do like, fixer i mean <laughs> do fixer did but like well, for like the for like the new fans who didn't experience the jimmies yeah yeah but i mean but but it's totally it's totally a dim a um it's totally it totally is like a um a a, a do fixer callback almost it's the very same thing. So, like again, there's that retro element to people for people who have been fans forever, where like we could cheer for these same, this same group of people. And it's not like the do fixer people have been completely apart all that time, but this really was like almost everybody in do fixer except Magnum. Mm-hmm. Like, who else are we missing? I'm like, I'm trying to think if there's anybody. Like, 
we're not really missing anybody, right? It was Magnum, Genki, Susumu, Ryo, Kanas. Um, like, there's nobody. Genki. Wasn't Kid and Do Fixer or something? Well, yeah, but like, but the, but like the, the 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 second run now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm more thinking like the original run because by the time Kid's in it, uh, Susumu and Kanas are both gone. So like it's almost it's a different it's almost a different unit at that point, but this was such a great throwback to the original Do Fixer. It's everybody from the original Do Fixer except Magnum. Except Magnum, right? And I mean, even Tanizaki had a long time in Do Fixer. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, uh, well, by the time he's made an official member, yeah, he he was like a he was like a a weird like he was like Disco Inferno to their NWO Wolf Pack <laughs> for a while, and then they finally made him official member like really right around the same time. Susumu and Kness left, and Dragon Kid, uh, and Dragon Kid joined. But yeah, I guess they're still good. You can still, you can still put them in there as a throwback. Yeah. So it's everybody, it's everybody from the original Do Fixer, basically, except Magnum. Um, didn't they do like a, they did a Do Fixer throwback match at one point, right? I know they did a did... bunch of M2K ones. Yeah. Did they ever do a Do? Maybe yes. they didn't do a Do Fixer. That, those were pretty good too. If you're talking about good Jimmy's matches. Yeah, I can't think of if they did. If they did a Do. Maybe they didn't do a Do Fixer throwback because it would be too. Be too late for Magnum to do it, but yeah. No, um, Magnum's gonna be brought back for that. The only the only person that was in Jimmy's that was that was not in. Uh, well, there's two people. There's Kagatora, obviously, because he wasn't in the promotion, and Kondo was never in Do Fixer because by the time, but he still felt like connected to all those guys because he was in M2K. Yeah. Which became Do Fixer. So yeah, really, it really worked on so many levels. And again, that's the level worked on for us like old timers. That's old, old farts. But then on a totally different level, you know, it worked on this level. These people just look like they're having fun together. They look like they're just having a great time together. So, yeah, I don't know. I, lo- I love the Jimmys. Can't say enough about the Jimmys. They're awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I think it's a statement about how important the Jimmys are, that the fact that after they oh, the disband, they're getting a goodbye, a farewell Jimmys tour. Yeah, which they totally deserved and earned, and they, they, I'm glad they're doing it. Did you um, – I forget who it was who suggested this. I think it might have been one of the flagship people again. Do you buy this theory uh, – you know, do you buy this theory that, like, um, originally the 2015 thing was supposed to have the Jimmys breaking up, but they realized that the Jimmys um, – that the crowd was not ready for it yet? I don't know if I buy that theory because it seems like if millennials and Mad Blanky don't break up, you don't have a, a new unit. So I don't know. It felt like the, it felt very planned to me. But people, people say that maybe that that was like they just felt like the fans weren't ready in 2015, so they changed course. But I don't know. It would have oh, felt. I think, I think Jimmy still had stuff to do in 2015. Yeah, it would have felt way abrupt. I think, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to just say, it's hard. It's easy to forget this now because it's been around so long. But, like, people were trying to break up the Jimmys in 2012. Yeah, Matt Blanky, you, like, as soon as they formed. No, no, no. That, that was one. Misaki Mochizuki really wanted to break up the Jimmys. Do you remember this in 2012? Oh, yeah. Like, Mochizuki was, like, offended that they had to do this, this gimmick. And then he was, like, more offended that Susumu, like, embraced it. And he was like, we're going to end this Jimmy's crap. And get you back to your real names, and they were and they were like resisting it. It was a really cool storyline, and like that was part of the, the Jimmy's veteran feud because they had they had some. Ma- I remember there was some match where if the Jimmy's lost or if the Jimmy's lost too, like too many of their matches or something, they had to they had to disband. Right. It was like against the veteran in 2012. Yeah. So like the their very first year of existence, they had to fight to keep that unit alive. 
So when they say like we've been fighting to keep this unit alive all this time, like they're not wrong. <laughs> like they've been keep fighting for that fucking unit for five years. Yeah, uh, because Mochizuki was like, I feel so guilty still to this day about the Mochizuki ver- Mochizuki <laughs> match. He's yeah. Like, he's like, Yokosuka, that's your hometown. You should be proud of that name. You shouldn't be proud of being called boring. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was a really cool feud. Now, you know what would be awesome if Susumu, like, because who the, like, what are the, what's his, he already lost two names. If he just like, was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Mochizuki now. I know it'll never happen, but that would be hilarious if it did. He's like, I'm, I'm fucking up Susumu Mochizuki again. You want to take my name away from me again, Misaki? Come on. That could be Dreamgate defense. Be like Dreamgate versus name. <laughs> that would be so dope. I'd yeah. Be behind it. But going back to the thing about the flagship, what they're saying, uh, just replaying like the scenarios in their head, uh, Matt Blinky had to end. Mad Blanky became de facto faces. They needed to have a real heel unit. They, Mad Blanky at that time was the longest tenured heel unit in Dragon Gate history. So like Mad Blanky had to go. Millennials, Millennials could have still gone on, but the thing about the Millennials was that Millennials was never going to be like the end game for anyone. Like they obviously had plans for T Hawk, Ada. Even though Ada was in it was in and out of the doghouse, like Ada they. They've shown they have plans for Ada. Like, they had plans for pretty much everyone in that unit. So, like, it was good as time as any for the Millennials to break up. So, like, it had to be the Jimmys coming out of 2014. Yeah. So, at least that's how I justify that. And the, also, like, even at that time, so 2012, we have the end of Blood Warriors and Junction 3. And it goes straight into... Junction three splits into a lot of different units, and then you have you have Blood Warriors go turn into uh, Mad Blanky. And at that time, like World One International was supposed to be the Superface unit, and they never took off. It was like okay, and then everyone rallied around the Jimmies, and then they had all the stuff going into with like Akatsuki and Mad Blanky, and then I was like okay, we have the Jimmies and Monster Express. Even though they were supposed to be a Superface unit. They never were the most popular unit, even with Yoshino being the most popular man in the promotion. So, like, the Jimmys were always super popular. And that's just, like, a thing, like, usually by about year three or four, like, year two and year three, you'd be thinking about breaking up a unit, but the Jimmys were always so popular. And that just kind of hit me right now, just thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, just, they, they were just, they, they hit everybody, you know? Like I said, they, they appealed to the old school fans, who lo- loved them all from Do Fixer and M2K, and then they appealed to newer fans with like, you know, they were these wacky, they were the wacky Jimmies. Uh, at the same time, though, they always they were always capable of having like a heel edge when they felt like it, you know. Yes. Like they would they would wrestle heel against some of the other Bayface units, and they would get in like war paint, and they just beat the shit out of people sometimes, and they would have no problem, you know, cutting the ring in half and working heel in a match if they felt like it. Which I always liked about them too. They had, they felt like they had more of an edge than some other babyface units. Like cough, D hearts. Sorry, D hearts. Anyway, oh I, I honestly <laughs> have not thought about D hearts for months until this until today. <laughs> Try Vanguard. Well, like, like, like that's such like per, the perfect like point of comparison. I'm like the Jimmys are like one of the things that's like now innately woven in the fabric of Dragon Gate. I think that's fair yeah. to say. Do you all agree with me? Uh, for sure. And so one thing is, it's so weird to think about all the other units that existed during the lifespan of the <laughs> No, that's true. Did, did, when the Jimmy's formed, World War International formed. Yep. 
And that lasted a fucking year. That's been, World War International has been gone for four fucking years. You had World One International, the millennial, well, the millennials, the millennials, yeah. Dear Hearts, uh, you're, Mad you're missing. Mad Blanky, Monster Express. Monster Express. That's uh, five units that have existed and disbanded during the lifespan of the Jimmys. Are we missing one? Windows. Windows? Yeah, well, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah, but I yeah, Windows okay, and, raise, and raise your hand. Raise your hand if you always forget that Windows existed. Yes. And Team Venom Returns, though. How dare you right? besmirch yes. the good name of Windows MG? <laughs> Team Venom Returns, because Windows merged with Team Veteran. So oh, wait, you can say Team Veteran Returns, and we are Team Veteran. Right. Or wait, was it? Yeah, it was, was we it are Team player? Veteran, and then Team it was Team Veteran's Returns. Veteran, and and then, with, yeah, yeah you, you you really have to put it into perspective, like how many no, freaking units eight lived units. and died eight during units the lived and died during the Jimmy's. <laughs> Jesus, like that's maybe that's maybe why we all thought that they were never going to disband. Yeah, because they survived so much. Wait, let's do it. Let's see. Let's see. Is that more or less than Crazy Max? Let's say, Love. who lived and died during Crazy Max? Crazy Max. We had our original M2K, Shin M2K, um, not Final M2K, right? No, Final M2K was still around. Later. Original M2K, Shin M2K. Do no, Do Fix were still around. Do Fix were still around. Italian yeah. Connection. Italian Connection. Uh, Aganizu. Oh no, no, Aganizu was still around. Yeah. Um. Okay. So original M2K, Shin M2K, um, Italian Connection. Uh, I don't know. Don't you forget about the Dragon Kid Empire. Does, that doesn't count. That was just a fucking, that was just a weird name for Sekigun. Uh, the, uh, I'm gonna mispronounce their name, uh, the Karos Exoticos. Oh, we're gonna count that? That was a Torimon X unit. It was during the time period of... Alright, alright. Then I guess you can say the Sailor Boys, too. Royal Brothers. Royal Brothers, alright. Well, were the Sailor Boys broken up by then? I don't know. They might have actually still been like kicking. Now, like, I think oh, now, that I'm here, now that I'm here, I have to find that CD. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, the keep on. What is it? Keep on journey. Yes, I have to do it for all of us. How do I remember that? Oh my god! It's um, one of those things where I, I'm mad at myself that I remember the name. Like I'm gonna die one day, and I'm gonna be like, I used space in my brain to remember the name of the fucking Sailor Boy single for my entire life. That's just embarrassing. I could have used that brain power to cure cancer, and instead I remembered it to remember Keep On Journey. <laughs> well, you forgot about another unit during Crazy Max that's popped in my head. Los yeah. Ceros, Haponisa. I don't I see I don't know if we should count these fucking Toy Mon X units, but I don't know. I'm- All right, so that's that's seven. Yeah, I don't know if we can find an eighth or not. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not even sure that that some of those Torment X ones were actually disbanded, because Torment X was still kind of going on, like when Crazy Max broke up. I think their last show was like in that September, so I don't know. It's very close. Well, Crazy Max was November because they started the New Year. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is right. the name of my Voices of Wrestling fantasy hockey team, by the way. Yes, Voices of Wrestling fantasy hockey. Uh, it's going to be a very competitive league that no one's going to remember after week one. Yeah, um, but yeah. So the Jimmy's, the Jimmy's, the Jimmy's, and the Crazy Max breakdown. It's the kind of content you come here for, along with. Would you just play Keep on Journey? <laughs> I mean, obviously, at the end of this episode, I have to play. I have to play uh, the Jimmy's theme song. Yeah. No, the Jimmy's theme song. The Keep on Journey. Yeah, that's the most important story going on right now. Did you have Keep on Journey? I don't have it. Like, where where would you even get Keep on Journey from? 
in the deep, deep, dark internet, I guess. Milo, you gotta find it and then rip it for us. I will. That is, I will make it my mission in life. <laughs> if I keep on jerk. Oh, God. I don't even, I, don't, I really don't even remember this song. So, I remember the name of it. That's really all I remember. You should, you should ask the Brahmins. There you go. Go to a Big Japan show. Or you can even ask, you can ask Ishimori when you go to Noah. Oh like, hey, if it's uh, Ishimori-san, uh... Hello, uh, can I touch your ads? Do you still have a copy of the Sailor Boy single? You, uh, uh, that order. <laughs> Keep on journey. Uh, I don't know, John. Where is Keep on journey? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's that's something. And Milo, while you're at it, ask about the overalls, too. <laughs> Just ask him. I just ask him all about Toriyama. Just ask him all about Toriyama X. I'm sure it's a part of his life. He loves you living. You could even open it up with, "What was it like to be failed ace or failed promotion?" <laughs> um, but yeah, no, don't do that. We're kidding. No. Obviously, yeah. But the Brahmins might be more when discussing because they seem like wacky dudes. They seem like the kinds of dudes that would just laugh about it, whereas Taiji seems the kind of dude that'd be like. I don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about we don't talk about keep on journey or Torium on X. It's not a, not a subject we broach. Um, but yeah, the jammies. Yeah, the jammies. They're great. I mean, I don't know what else to say about them at this point. We've covered a lot, but um, yeah, like they were just they were, just, they were a rock, you know. Like, they were always there for these last five years. Even when you weren't happy with what was going on with the rest of the units, they were. you could at least be like, at least I still have the jimmies. And that was a, that was a very common uh, theme on Twitter. I saw this year, the, not even, like, this year and especially last year when it was like, you know, who the, f- what fucking unit are you cheering for, basically? It's like, okay, there's, there's nothing. And a lot of people were like, well, at least we still have the jimmies. So... Now, the next time, right now, I think people people like Maximum. Um, the next time there's... Legs. Yeah, but the, I'm saying, the next time all the units in the promotion suck, you're not going to have this unit that's been around forever that everybody loves to fall back on. So, I mean, the, the Jimmy's, Jimmy's can be a crutch. You can always put that on the line and get a big deal out of it, um, which you can't do anymore. But... Yeah. It's going to be real weird. It is yeah. really weird. I'm I'm glad they're going on the um... farewell tour. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't find the words. Just uh, just yeah, I don't. Uh... Uh, it's really weird because you guys have lived without the jimmies, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't. So I think it's gonna be weirder for people who have been watching for less time than for people who have known, you know, Yasushi Kanda and Susumi Ogosuka and Genki Horiguchi without the AKG me. Kagator without the Jimmy. Kagatora without the Jimmy. <laughs> uh, just, without the just Jimmy. Just Kines. Just Kines. Although just Kines won't be that weird. We just had just Kines like a couple years ago. Yeah. That, that one's the least weird. He's the one I'm worried about, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is probably it for Ken. I mean, Kenneth was already not really. Kenneth and Kanda, I think, are going to be in the back seat. Um, Sadly, but I think something. I, I mean, 
you could turn Condi heel again, I guess, but like I don't know. It almost feels like could, should you should you really bother? And one last heel Kness run. Oh, uh, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Not why, but please. I think, I think that those those months of Mad Blanky was the last Kness heel run. Well, I know I'm uh, watching tonight. We're, we're we're speculating. We're speculating, like we said, we weren't. But oh, uh, who the fuck? I, I think someone is turning heel. I don't know who. Kagatora. It could be Kagatora because he's never had a real heel run Dragon Gate. It's the most likely, a, although. A couple of fucking one month or less heel runs in Real Hazard. Yeah. He joined the same heel unit and left it in like a month or less twice, which is really funny. But, yeah, I'm thinking. I, I think Kagatora is probably the most likely. Yeah. Um, I would really like to see um, Maharai Sapa. Yeah, I mean, I well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I need another Genki heel run. I'm, I, I kind of feel like that, that played out. That he was a heel for so long last time that I almost, and, and that immediately did another one in Blood Warriors that's just like, eh. Yeah, so maybe just I mean, you could do Ryu, you could do Ryu because Ryu hasn't done it in a long, in a while, other than the, the one year in Blood Warriors and like the, the one year in uh real hazard you could i mean ryu is not the greatest heel honestly but i i, I enjoyed it on a certain level so you you could do it he had a great um, hairstyle you could do susumu i mean he hasn't he really hasn't done it in a very long time like he'd be the one where like uh, he, other than like um well in, in real hazard he had like a, a one month run or something like it was it was nothing because he joined them as a heel in like november and he was so it's like a two month run he was gone in january or february so like just nothing um, so that's been his only heel run since like the since Do Fixer were heel, so that's a very long time ago. Um, so you could do Susumu, you could do Kagatora. Uh, these are people who have been heel before and they haven't done a very long time. I what? guess you could. Oh, sorry. No, continue, please. Sorry. I was gonna say I guess you could do Genki, but I'm really I I feel like that's played out. Same thing with Kanda. I feel like he's heel for so long. I feel like that's played out. Um, so that'd be my prediction. One of the one of those at least one of those three of Ryu Susumu and Kagatora. If you put a gun to my head, I'd say Kagatora only, but I could see... Then I think the next likely is Susumu. I, actually, yeah. in my piece that's going up, uh, those are the three I've listed as most likely to turn heel, although if Kanda's going to stay relevant, he'll probably turn heel. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to stay relevant, though, so that's what... I mean, I agree with you that if he is going to stay relevant, he'll turn, but then I, I just think he's not going to... I think he's going to He's going to be the old time. He's, he's like going to be one above Sachi. So, uh, I, the person I think is going to be the most interesting because I think uh, Susumu's probably best role is to be an immediate number two in a unit. Kagatora will bolster, and then like this, Horiguchi's going to be interesting. Yeah, because Horiguchi, he's not going to be a leader, but I mean, he could he can go a lot of different ways, and he could fit in in a lot of different units. So, yeah. except for like Maximum, I can't see him at Maximum. I, the the thing that I'm wondering about is because there obvi- there's obviously going to be unit shakeup. They're going to maybe form new units, join existing units. I wonder if two of them are going to end up together, or if they're going to find a way to really keep them separate. I think that two of them might stick together. The the two that I don't think will stick together, I think Yokosuka Ichome. It's going to split. Mm-hmm. I think they have to. They've been too tied together. But I wouldn't be surprised if Morahai Sapa stick together. 
or like Ryosuka. Sorry. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting because like some people don't fit in the pre-existing units, like, and two of the pre-existing units drastically need to shake up Berserk and Overgeneration. So, Overgeneration needs to, like, I think I've said this like twice already uh, on this podcast, but I really wish that they take more advantage of the concept of the unit and just cycle new young guys in. Yamamura, Ishida, and Eita don't need overgeneration anymore. Especially Yamamura and Eita. Yeah. Ishida could probably stick around for another few months. Mm. But and, and what would happen if Hyo Wanabe had Gamba and Shima teach him like how to be a little dick, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting the next few months, I feel like. I I think that by final gate, we'll be looking at a very drastic unit landscape than we are as of as of Dangerous Gate. I think that things are going to really change. Um, but yeah, so it'll be very interesting what happens next. I do you think we're going to get a new unit out of it? Yeah, I think. Okay. So. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I keep hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping that they destroy Berserk soon. Wait, really? You don't like Berserk? Wow. I know. <laughs> I just, so, you know, maybe they do a new heal unit with, like, the some remnants of Berserk, like Lindemann and T-Hawk and then Katatora or something. I don't know, but... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who who is unitless right now apart from the Jimmys? Nobody, really. You got two, just, two young boys. boys. Young boys, yeah. Shachi. Yuti. Sh- Yuti. <laughs> oh, they, oh, top top tier talent. <laughs> top tier top tier wrestlers in Dragon Gate. Right, so yeah. Yeah. But so we'll see what the future holds. So I, I, I really have no idea what's gonna happen, so I'm not gonna try to guess. It's gonna be, it's other, gonna be interesting though. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, I agree. Alright, so before we wrap this up and May have come in under two hours. I don't think we have any questions. I think we went, we're off the air for so fucking long that... Um, people forgot we exist. People forgot we exist, yeah. So, I'll have to remind everybody. Um, we'll try to do another one sooner, folks. I don't. When's the next hurricane? Like, October something? October 5th, so like in less yeah. than two weeks. So yeah, so we'll try... We'll try to come... Well, no, this, this, that's a week from Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we'll try to come back maybe that weekend or something. I hope it goes up soon because I'm going on a field trip with the school that day. So. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Everybody, any, anything else you want to talk about before you wrap this up? Want to, do you want me to describe Mother in more detail for your mic so you can see if you want to go see it? Like, I love Aronofsky and Jennifer Lawrence is one of my favorite <laughs> actors. So, like, that's definitely. I mean, you should you should go see it. I mean, look, the, I need the thing to hold is... my hand. The thing at the very end is is really disturbing, but it's over very quickly, and like the, 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 the that, it, doesn't, it doesn't linger on it or yeah. anything. But the thing is, I wonder, oh sorry, Milo. No, I was gonna say the thing is, I wonder when it's going to come out in Japan because apparently Japan gets American movies like really late. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. No, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out in, in the theaters that I'm interested in because the new Blade Runner is coming out. You know, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna see that too. 
I know this would be like it's it's funny. I I really wanted to see that movie too, and um, you know, and Mother. But like before that, the first, the only movie I saw this year was in theaters was Your Name. So, like, it's not. I, I haven't got. That was such a good movie. I know. Did Did you cry at the end? I cried at the end. Yeah, I cried at the end, and then I felt like I was like glued to my seat. I know. I cried the. I cried in the. I think I cried in the middle too. Actually, I cried a lot. Mm. Mm-mm. You know what the last movie I saw in theaters was? This will really date me. Deadpool. Ooh, that was like two years ago, Mike. I don't. I haven't seen any comic book movie at all since. Okay. Okay, that was last. <sighs> since Iron Man three, I think. Last one I saw, I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't watch. I can't watch American comic book characters fly around with CGI anymore. Just, just not oh, for me. Any. Last one I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the second. Yeah. One. The, the first one, or the second one. The first one was. No, did, I, well, the last one or the, fir- the, oh, the first. The first one. Uh, the second one. I saw. I saw both in cinemas okay. when it came out. I, I really like the series, so. Okay. But I, I understand feeling uh, like there's too many superheroes. It's just like uh, okay. It, it feels like it overtook our pop culture here. Okay. I don't know. I think, and like I'm not. And I'm not a person that ever liked American comic book characters or anything. So like, just I was I was sort of into it for a little while, but like just the amount it overtook it, it's just like I don't I don't really care. Like I'm tired of this, and I wanna I wanna go back to like the way it was before. <laughs> I don't have to hear about this every two fucking seconds. So I don't know. Because those are the only just, movies making money. I'm I'm gonna be over in my corner watching my anime and my Japanese wrestling, mm-hmm. and I just want I just want America to leave me alone. That's basically it. I've become I've I've like regressed into more of a weeb as I gotten older. It's really weird. Like there's a whole period where I wasn't watching that much anime, and now it's like ah, what's on Crunchyroll? Yeah, no, I I totally feel that, John. <laughs> like I really started watching Tokusatsu this year, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's targeted at kids, which a lot of people like to remind people like to remind me that it's like baby shows, but I like them so much. I know they're so good. And it's so okay. weird because there's a there's quite a few Tokusatsu shows that I've watched that like if you're watching this as like the target audience of like an eight to twelve year old watching this on Sunday morning, you're not going to understand it. Yeah, and like it like fucking okay. Have you ever seen like the really older ones like Zoo Ranger or Jetman? Like I have not. I can't. I, mean, I probably Zoo Ranger was the first that was adapted into Power Rangers, right? Yeah. Like so I probably saw the Power Rangers equivalent, but I never saw the. Well, original. if you remember Rita Repulsa. Her equivalent on Zero Ranger, her entire thing every week was she would try to kill a bunch of kids. Love like it. Her plan, her plan every week would be tor- <laughs> how to torture and kill children because she hated <laughs> children. And this is what Japan aired every Sunday morning. For their- I just like I watched, yes. I watched it back and I was like, what the, f-? like this was Scarby for life. I was watching like what the fuck. About eight years old, she's like, oh, let's get the kids together to feed them to the troll. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> There's a, one of the older, I'm one of the older, one of the early 2000 Kamen Rider series was Kamen Rider Ryuki. And it's like, known for being incredibly fucked up. There's a, char- there's, there's a character that's like a legitimate, like cold-blooded, psychopathic killer or whatever. And just kids were watching that. Like, kids yeah. were watching the Yuki. And Jet from the Man, one- Jet Man, like, multiple characters die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the... the, the, the like the the Red Ranger's like wife gets killed in the first episode, and then like comes back to life as a villain, and then 
like gets her memories back and dies anyway. And like the Black Ranger dies for no reason in the last. Yeah, right. episode. Black Ranger dies at the end because that's the one that wasn't yeah. Gokaiger. Yeah, like at the very <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what they did. Like they bring him back and Gokaiger, like a little thing. Yeah, it's like really, really fucked up. I'm just like again, like how the fuck were eight year olds watching this? Yeah, but the, even then, even then, like I've watched the um, the the Kamen Rider series for like the past eight years, like all the the Heisei Phase Two writers, and there's stuff that I'm watching this and I'm like, they show this to kids, like children. Well, Kamen Rider does does skew a little older, I think. Kid, I think like that's a, how it's always been. Like Super Sentai, Super Sentai is for like eight year olds, and Kamen Rider is for like ten or eleven year olds. It's a little older. But even, but even then, 10 or 11-year-olds should not be watching stuff like him and Ryder Gaim. Okay, well. I watched they, South Park when I was nine. To be fair, my dad watched it with us. My brother was six. Wait, I didn't hear what it was. South Park. Oh, South. Yeah, but th- that's another. That's just vulgar, right? Yeah. yeah. That's like, not really a scarring. Toku has like a lot of psychological warfare and like emotional trauma that that I feel kids in the demography that it targets should not be exposed to. Yeah, there's a lot of de- there's a lot of death. There's like a, a lot, lot of death. A lot more a death lot than American shows. Use emotional and physical. I mean, I could name at least two characters from every Tokusatsu series that I've seen who have, like, abusive parents and families and, like, emotional trauma. And I remember Common, I mean, Common Rider Double, which is considered one of the lighter ones, even that one has, like, multiple characters die. And, Double, like, Double has, like, characters dying. Uh, one of the main characters has, like, one of the most horrifically abusive families I've ever seen. The villain family, the entire villain family situation is just, like, so fucked up. Right. The, the, the fucking, the, vil, the, the villain, the monsters of the week, and the way they get their powers is, like, a fucking metaphor for drug use. Yes, yes. And he's considered one of the lighter common writers. Yeah, oh. no, Japan has like, uh, I mean, <laughs> but then, but then, you know, that's how Jap- Japanese kids grow up to become the writers of these shows, right? I guess so. That has to be the case. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right, just. Well, <laughs> okay. We're talking about random stuff now. We probably could wrap it up, I guess. This is our version <laughs> of Hour 3. Yeah. But uh, this was cool, though. I had a good time yeah. with you guys. How many, I haven't talked to you guys since, what, July, right? Because August, I know, I missed you too, Milo. Because August was like, you guys are supposed to be on with me while I was in Japan, and Sorry. it just it, it didn't happen because Michael's internet decided to kill him. But um, and, and John and I have done a podcast since then, too. So like, this is the first that's time true. all three of us have been together since uh, Kobe World. Yeah, because M- Michael and I did Chikara for uh, Omakaze. So, Milo, you have to be on Omakaze at some point. They come up with like, a, a theme for you to come on. Oh, yeah, I will be. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Just whatever you want to talk about that's not Dragon Gate, since obviously we do that here. Well, we'll, we'll talk. I'll have my people call your your people. <laughs> Please. Yeah. All right. But that'll be it, everybody, for this week's Open the Voice Gate. Um, we'll be back hopefully in a couple weeks. You never know with us. Could be a couple weeks. Could be a couple months. Could be, months. Could be a couple years. You never know. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, until then, thank you as always for listening. Go see Mother. Bye, everybody. Follow the Twitter account. <laughs> oh, yeah, at Open Voice Gate. Oh, yeah, okay, I should mention this again. I did it for Omikaze, too, at the top. I don't know if we had our own iTunes feed before, but we definitely do now. 
So if you want to like like or rate and review our our individual Open the Voice Gate feed, just search iTunes or Open the Voice Gate. Please do that. It'll help people find us. So yeah, do that for us, please. If you love us, I know you love us. I we we just gave you this incredibly random show. If you love us, you'll go and talk and and rate and review Open the Voice Gate so other people can find our Darren Aronofsky coverage, our Tokusatsu coverage, our our coverage of Tokyo. Yeah, so you got to you get other people need to find that. Very minimal actual Dragon Gate coverage. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's it everybody. Um see you next time. Bye. See Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. One, two, one, two, three, five. comes again lunch will it be the same old same old or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new jamaican jerk turkey sub at firehouse subs freshly sliced smoked turkey breast craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of caribbean seasoning just 555 for a medium save time order the new jamaican jerk turkey sub on the firehouse subs app firehouse subs enjoy more subs 
save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.